This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Thank you all for coming back and tuning in again to the Elite Development Podcast. Today, I have Darren Aples with me, and uh, Darren's a former professional basketball player. And uh, so, Darren, just to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, basically, how it started off is I was born in Castlegar, British Columbia, and I must say, a very, very beautiful town. And uh, I ended up just started playing. Uh, I started playing hockey, and uh, basically, I came to a decision whether it was basketball or hockey. I wanted to start playing basketball, start getting into it. So uh, I started playing basketball in Castlegar. Uh, family moved, my mom and my brother, they moved to Vernon, BC. And I started playing for the Vernon uh, Secondary, uh, Vernon, yeah, Vernon Secondary School. It's been a while. Vernon Secondary School in Vernon, BC. And I basically went from high school out of Vernon and I went to Germany. At a high school and I went and played over there and it ended up what was supposed to happen was I was just supposed to go over to play for one team but what happened was is that I was 17 when I turned pro out of Canada so and I never graduated from uh, school in Canada so I got put into the international system with uh, high school uh, they put me into like their school like it's actual like basketball like it's totally different than what they do here with school like internationally it's like they focus on you going, uh, developing you from going from high school to pro. So I went through the international system. I went from high school, under 18, and then I went pro over in Germany. So I played there from January to, I believe it was June. I took a little break, and the NBA draft, or the NBA was going on a strike. So I couldn't really do anything with the NBA. So I was offered a scholarship and to go down to New York to play college basketball. Uh, and I did that uh, the beginning of November was down there working out and I signed a scholarship to play back college basketball in New York <laughs> in the same year. This all happened in the same year. Wow, so a bit of a whirlwind. So it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Cool. Just like and honestly I had and I did it with an email. I didn't do it like Canada basketball. Um basically you had to sign a clearance letter. But other than that, they didn't help me at all. Like I figured out how to do my own contract negotiations at 17. It's wow, crazy. Pretty wild. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. So I remember, like, when we were first talking, uh, you mentioned that, like, I think you were the first player to have gone pro from Canada, like, from high school in Canada off to uh, a league overseas. Can you tell me, like, just sort of how did that opportunity come up? Like, what was it that uh, – how did that How did that work basically, for you? Basically, in my grade 12 – like, in grade 11, I wanted to turn pro. I, I did uh, AAA, that AAA Provincials at GM Place. That's how, that's how far back this was at uh, GM Place. And I averaged 28 and 18 for the whole tournament. And in grade 11, I wanted to turn pro. So from grade 11, all I did was basically just go on a form. And I remember it to this day. It's called SoCalHoops.com. It's a form for basketball players. You know how basketball players go, hey, I'm six foot eight, da, da, da. I was doing that in high school, like in my grade 12 years. So I was already getting pro attention. But at that time, Canadians just don't go and say, hey, listen, I want to turn pro in high school. They laugh at you, right? So I kept it quiet. I kept it quiet. I destroyed my grade 12 year. And then I just said, you know what? I got the opportunity and uh, I took it. I have the contract to this day where it says it's uh, like, I think it says like January 28th 
and then it says my con my scholarship signed the same year so it's all in the same year it's crazy dude and i traveled in three different countries so that's why i wanted to hop on this podcast and, and tell these basketball players man like uh i didn't need uh like going to camps and stuff i just need a basketball work ethic and just keep your head straight and you can do it yeah well i mean i think it's a pretty amazing story like uh can you talk a little bit about like that first year heading over to germany at 17 years old you know stepping well, up pretty- obviously in competition like what was that like for you like as still as a kid to be you know in a foreign country playing basketball at the top level in that country well the crazy thing like everything i'm telling you is truth i have no uh to, to hide about anything i actually have a, a like i went through a storage unit and I have a black book of everything, like my contract, everything. So basically how what happened with me going to Germany is I had no idea. I was 17. I, all I remember is uh, getting picked up at the airport by a couple of players. First thing they did to me was, hey, man, did you want to go take out a tourist attraction? Uh, I ended up going to a, a concentration camp. So they took me to a concentration camp, gave me a research on their, on their history and what happened. Uh, and I flew in that day. I had to play that night. So I flew in from Vancouver to Germany, and then they were like, well, let's see this guy, right? Let's hear all this hype. So I got jet lag. They said, hey, listen, take a nap. You're playing tonight. So when I woke up, I was like, boom, all right, let's go. The first guy I had to guard was a six foot ten guy. He was about, his name was Hans, dude. And I'm not lying. He was tall, bald-headed, skinny, six foot ten, played all five positions. Now, as a Canada basketball player, you're like, whoa, <laughs> like you've never seen this before. So I adjusted very quickly to the game, but it was a it was an eye opener like just going from the high school like the internet if they would take the international blueprint and and put it into Canada basketball we would be in the Olympics every year every year every like every four years sorry yeah yeah I mean I can imagine um and like let's dig I want to dig back a little bit as well just about like you as a kid so you know a lot of kids when they're maybe on a path towards professional sport whatever sport it might be for them you know, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. There's a lot of, you know, like, oh, we're going to take this path through this school, you know, however it might be. But it seems yeah. like you kind of just went for it, which I think is a really, you know, really different, but really cool way to do it. Can you talk about like, what was it that made you decide to go the way you did instead of maybe the traditional way that basketball players would normally go about that process? I basically, like when I decided in grade eight, I had a, I did not want to go to college. Like I, I can't, I couldn't come out and say, go to parents and be like, you know what? I don't want to do this college thing. I thought at the time, I even thought in grade eight, when I started into, I was like, let's see what happens. I wanted to start developing. So I started playing like center in grade eight. Okay. Started playing power forward in grade nine. Started playing small forward in grade, it was like grade 10. And then in, and then grade 11, grade 12, I started playing uh i started playing like power forward in grade 11 for uh and then in grade 12 i played point guard so it started it started building out so in grade 12 when i was done i just said you know what let's go for it i i think today's basketball players with the resources and stuff i think they should have an option i think rather than giving the going from high school to college getting that shoved down your throat i think kids with the way i have seen canadian talent they should have an option to say hey you know what maybe this guy can go overseas and play a year, right? Give him a chance, play a year, uh, and let's see what he does, right? Rather than keeping him here in Canada, playing at a college level, right? I'm not saying that it's bad, but I like to see them get more of an opportunity rather than just saying, hey, let's go high school to a college. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's obviously, there's value in going that route for sure for a lot of players, but there is also, there are the kids that, you know, 
that might not be the right that might not be the right path for them to to open up these sort of new options for players. I think is a really interesting idea. Yeah. Well, even with like the college level, right? So I went. I dealt with how to get the scholarship. I've been paid to play college basketball. Like I don't say much about it, but I've been paid. You know how you watch those movies where they pay you. I've been paid. Like it's it, it's all in this thing. So I'll I'll give you an example. So when I was done my last year in New York. Uh, I got a scholarship. I got a I got a, a scholarship offer to go and play for Kentucky Wesleyan at a Division Two. Now this is after this was New York, and then this was I played pro New York, and now I might go to Kentucky. So I flew down to Kentucky, and they gave me a, a basketball scholarship. But I knew the system, right? So I was like, throw me some extra cash. So what they did is they gave me an extra scholarship. They were going to give me I they gave me a football scholarship. So they were going to I was going to play football basketball but I wasn't really gonna play football but they were gonna give me that money for that scholarship but I was gonna play basketball right so I sort of knew the system on how to do it so if there are kids out there today that want to play uh, basketball at a college level uh, I think it's like for me I think um, I think they're gonna start opening it up with the players need to get paid like I play the college thing and it's not you don't get paid I've seen these college players in uh, unfortunately, I, I fortunately I've been the one that's gotten paid money, but I've seen a lot of college players that are eating like crap dinner, and it's not it's not pleasant, dude. Yeah, it's a tough thing. Like uh, I was actually talking about this on one of the previous interviews I did, and there he was uh, it was another strength and conditioning coach, and he was talking about uh, you know working in the pros versus working in colleges, and how the pros you know the meals are all laid out for you, they have all these things taken care of, and you know, what a different atmosphere it was to step into a college setting where the athletes are, you know, dealing with the stress of school, dealing with the stress of, you know, not having much money and all of these other things and how that kind of played a part in developing those athletes to get ready, uh, get ready for their seasons as well. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just with the way it is, I, I, I just, that's why I want to hop on this podcast because I've done the college and gone pro with with kids today i would like to see them try to get that like i was saying the opportunity with coaches too to try to give them that opportunity to say hey listen you are you are like say hey at a high school you say hey man you had an awesome year this year why don't you maybe go overseas and play for your for some team overseas and they'll help you go pro right if that doesn't work out let's see about a college level right so they got two options rather than just having the high school to college because they're i've seen a lot of kids here especially like around in the province here these kids are amazing yeah i see them signing with like i've seen a lot of kids signing with unbc right like i've, I've read in the paper and I'm, I'm looking at some of these like i saw uh i think it was two kids they were six foot ten and they signed with a college here in canada and i'm sitting here i'm like six foot ten you go to nca you play one year right one year you might be able to go pro six foot ten right so i i would like to see more kids take that opportunity yeah and um, so can you talk like because you so you played the year in Germany and then you signed a scholarship uh, to go to play down in New York, which obviously is another pretty, pretty interesting opportunity. Can you talk about a little bit about how that opportunity came up in New York? Basically, man, emails, man. I was just one of those guys on the forum, right? So I'm in Germany. I've I've called like when I'm in Germany, I'm already making my next move. I'm like, I want, when I'm out of Germany, I want to go and play in the NBA. But then they had the strike. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Because when I was over there, Dirk Nowinski was over there and he played, I went and watched him play in this uh, European camp. He did like something, he, like he played amazing. And, and then that's how he got on the spot. He got drafted 
And I remember going back and then uh, hearing that the, the NBA season went to like 51 games or it was like cut short or something, went on a strike. So at the time, I was just like, I, I actually wanted to try and give it a shot. But then I was like, okay, well, what's plan B? So I started like, I literally, all I did, man, was just hop on a forum and just start saying 638 monster looking for a scholarship. And I started getting emails and, uh, and I picked one out and, and I ended up going down to New York. But I wanted to pick the areas, right? So. I, went, I played in Canada, I played overseas, and I'm playing in these big markets like in Germany and all these places. So I wanted to try to, what's the mecca of basketball, right? New York. So I wanted to go there. It was, it was a, an eye-opener to do all, to play all three in three countries in one year. That was, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, man. Like yeah, that was definitely. it. Like as far, as far as a basketball career goes, that was pretty much it. Like after I was done that, I was just like, I'm done. And I just literally just went in the real world for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you played. How long did you play in New York? I uh, actually, the funny thing is, so I played in 2000. I played. So I did that whole thing that I played uh, high school, or I did the can. I played in Canada, Germany, New York in the one year. So I, that was in 2000. I took a break and ended up going back to the same school in 2004 and playing for the same coach. So I took a like a four year break. Okay. And then I went back and played again for my second year, and then after that, I just basically just took a break, man. I just was burnt out. I was really burnt out from the first year, man, traveling three different countries. Literally, I missed my prom. I never went to prom, <laughs> ever. So I was just burnt out. I was just tired of basketball. So, yeah. But I, I can't, like, if, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if kids are trying to want to do this, take the shot, man. If you can do it, it's well worth it. Traveling overseas, it's not just the basketball, it's the lifestyle, too. Like, it's, it's like the, the people, the beautiful countries, the sceneries and stuff, right? Like it's, it's, it's an education too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's something, it's a, like your story, one big takeaway so far has just been the testament of like what kind of doors sports can open for people. Like, cause the chances are at 17 years old, you're not going over to live in Germany unless you're going over to live in Germany to play basketball. Yeah. And it's learning and it's learning the business side of basketball at 17, right? Like I, I didn't have an agent. I didn't have nothing, right? So it's just basically I wanted to go play ball. But as you're going, I learned it the, the hard way, right? Or I wouldn't say, yeah, I guess the hard way. I guess just learning. Like I never read a contract until my contract was uh, up at the end of my German season. So uh, I would sit in negotiations with the general manager. And I remember him one time offering me $1,700 for a month because he thought I was stupid. And I'm a kid, right? He'd be like, oh, you want to play pro? I'm like, no, man, I'm not playing $1,700 euros. I'm done. So I literally just left. But it's more of a business, like with like I'll give you an example. I don't know if you heard of a player called Jordan McTavish. He played in Salmon Arm. I don't think so, no. But so many moons ago, many, many, that's how old I am. Many, many moons ago, uh, he got a scholarship to Utah. And and at that time, remember people thought scholarships were guaranteed, right? Well, he got his scholarship cut. And that day was when I was supposed to be going to my prom. So I was I was working out with a national team and that was the day, like, that's when everyone found out about this. That was an eye-opener, man, I, like, with, uh, with the NCA and everything. I did not know at that time that they could do that, like, cut your scholarship. Yeah, so. that, is, that is interesting for sure. Um, yeah, and, like, they, was there any reason they put behind that, or what was the – Well, no, he basically just played for Utah, and then uh, I guess the NCA Final Four, he didn't do that well. So I guess at the time, uh, Majerus said, hey, listen uh, – we're just going to let you go. And I guess they let him go and that was it. And they, and they signed another recruit, but 
I think at the time, uh, I, I don't know if they know that more here, but scholarships are not guaranteed, right? So they, they'll go, it's like a contract with the school, right? You're going from year to year. If you don't play good that year, there's something in that NCAA uh, scholarship that they'll touch you, right? And they'll get someone else in. So that's another thing too I wanted to say on here. Like when you get scholarship offers and when you're looking for stuff, look at the fine print, like actually look at it. Sit down with your parents, look at it. And if you can't understand it, get a lawyer to do it because it's not a guarantee when you're going and signing something for four or two years. You can be done in the year. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, like, based off of your experience doing a lot of that stuff on your own at 17, like, what would be some recommendations for kids that maybe want to take a similar opportunity, you know, to go play pro overseas, or whether they're looking at signing the scholarship with a school, you know, learning the business side of basketball, I guess, as you put it, like, what would be your recommendations for kids to kind of get, get in front of that, uh, in front of that whole side? I would honestly get them to look, start looking at, uh, like, going into grade eight starting in grade eight, like even in preschool, start making decisions on what you want to do, what colleges you want to go to. And and don't, like I know, I always tell kids this when I start uh, doing workouts with them. And I'll say, hey, listen, pick five schools, whatever. Pick five schools. It's up to you to get to these schools, right? So you can get the SATs. Start doing the SATs when you're going into grade eight. Start studying my grade eight and start taking them. Once you pass those SATs, boom, you're done. Like you can get any school. Like you can go anywhere. And if you don't, uh, there's a junior college route. So you're going to go junior college. But honestly, I would just want to get kids to, like it's, and it's a worth at, like a, the main thing is your work, work ethic. You can do all this writing and stuff, but you got to, you got to produce on the court and you got to sacrifice. Like you really got to sacrifice. If you want to go play pro, you got to, uh, it's really hard to like, to me explained on like it, this I didn't really plan this to happen it literally just happened right so when I go and tell kids I'm just like you know what go have fun like like uh, drugs <laughs> like stay away from the drugs like in high school I know with what's going on with this vaping and stuff all this craziness the legalized weeds the edibles all this stuff if you really want to be a basketball player stay away from that stuff there's no need for that stuff uh school in, in school, I'm going to be honest with you, I was not a school guy. I was the dude that was walking around the hall. If I didn't like a class, I would go into the counselor and say, I'm not going to go into your class. Oh, you're not going to change my class? You know what? I'm going to transfer. I'm going to go to another school. And I had the power to do that because I knew um, what I wanted to do. But I would suggest kids not to do that and go to class. Like, I never went to class, ever. I just literally was that guy. I don't know if you watch these movies. Where they like say you got the talent, we'll give you anything, right? If you look at my high school diploma, there's literally classes on there they made up. Like I got like, it's crazy, dude. I, I I'm honestly I could show you it, but it is it's like, like prevent. I'll give you an example. I played on the provincial team. That was a credit. <laughs> All right. So it's just like it's like that. Like they just made it up. So. I, yeah, like I don't really know, like when you ask that question, it's sort of like, well, what do you, it's basically work, work ethic. I would say one for work ethic, stay in school, stay away from the drugs. And that's really about it, man. Yeah. That's what well, I did. That's what like, I did. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really, you know, it's a really important point, like coming from your story and, you know, like, uh, even if, you know, I can think of countless things, you know, growing up that I maybe should have done differently or, you know, should have gone a different way. But, uh, but it's like the fact that you can, you know, 
kids now can take that from your story and learn and say, okay, to plan out my future in sport, stay in school, give myself as many options as I can, make sure that I'm going to class, I'm preparing myself for whatever path ends up being the right path for me. Yeah, like you literally, like, I'll just tell you, like, with kids going to, like, I guess it's, when I started doing it, I really just loved playing basketball, and it literally just evolved into other things, right? The main thing, as long as you're having fun with basketball, once you start thinking it's a business and stuff, it like the business side, you're going to hit the business side. But you have to realize that, how do you say it now? It's like, it's different than it was when, when I was playing basketball. Now it's more, um, it's more three-pointers and entertainment, right? So it's like, uh, I don't know, like it's, it's, when I started doing this, when I just started playing, I just loved playing basketball. So if you, it, like, if you just love doing it, the, the options and you just work at it, that's all I did. I didn't, there was nothing really, like there was nothing really crazy. It was just a work ethic. I would take that ball everywhere. Like yeah. I would play every day in the rain, winter, I would play anywhere. And that's what you had to do because all this talking and stuff about kids saying, yeah, I want to go, I want a full ride scholarship. I want to play pro. That's great. Let's see what you do when you step on the basketball court when you're going against someone that has been going harder or maybe like at that thing and you go against that person to compete. You have to have a, like you have to have that work ethic, a lot of work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's, you know, I think that's key no matter where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do, right? Is it's, it's all good to have the plans. It's all good to have the thoughts of where you want to go or where you want to play. Uh, yeah. But to be able to actually back it up when you hit the court and back it up consistently. And like you said, oh, yeah. just look at it consistently and the game always evolves. Like, you know, but one thing that's never going to change is the ones who are going to work the hardest, the ones who are going to practice the most and the ones who are going to put the most time and effort into their craft are the ones who are going yeah. to succeed. Yeah. And you got to be smart about it. like when you go work out, like when I do workouts now, like I've changed, like when I was in high school, I was skinny. Like I've never, I was just skinny. Now I went from 222, I'm about 240 right now. As you can see, I'm a bit, a bit more bigger. Got a little bit of muscle in there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So it's just like, now it's like, uh, like it's like a work ethic. Like at 39, I'm turning 40 here in like two months. And I'm in, I'm hands down. If I was in this shape right now, I would probably like, I'm even thinking about going back and playing ball again. So it's sort of like, you just got a work ethic, keep your body like, I, I like when I came on here, I didn't know on how to how to explain this because there wasn't really a formula for me to do it. I would just say to kids today, man, like if you love the game of basketball, you should have you should decide two options: whether you want to go play uh, play pro basketball or you want to play college basketball, and then pick the one you want to go to, and then see if you can do that one. If you can't, go to Plan B rather than just having the one option. Rather than everyone, you I think you know with with basketball that people are like coaches are like hey when you're done high school you automatically go to college it's that's just the way it's been yeah i, I think it's got to change a bit because just with the way the talent is yeah i agree i mean i think there you know in in most sports there are kind of you know set ways or set paths that people tend to take uh whether because that's the requirement or whether that's just because you know that's the way people have always done it but that's what I really like about what you're, you know, what you're talking about is like there are, there is the business side that you're going to run into and there are ways to start preparing yourself for that early. But ultimately, it's about choosing the path that's right for you versus the path that you're told to choose. Yeah, 
I, I understand like, like, like you, like a lot of kids are playing with their high school coach. So for example, if there's a high school coach that's maybe gone and played at a junior college in Canada, right? That only as far as he can get those players to go, right? So I would like to see more coaches try or more coaches that have played pro ball and stuff to get more involved with coaching so that they can help these kids saying, hey, listen, so when you're in high school, I'm going to try to like, try to get you here rather than trying to just get you here, right? And I know a lot of coaches, it's not on the coaches, right? But I just want to see more kids trying to play pro basketball or, or have more options, right? Just the whole high school going to college thing is sort of dying. Like what's going to happen when the NBA uh, one and done rule is done? Like they're going to get rid of it soon, right? Yeah. So kids are going to want to go pro. So how is that going to change Canada basketball? Yeah, well, can you talk a little bit, so um, digging back to your own experience, like going over to Germany at 17, is there anything that you, maybe looking back, wish you had known before going over or anything that kind of caught you by surprise about that level that maybe if kids are taking a similar route or a similar opportunity, they can maybe take from your experience and be a little bit better prepared themselves? If you're thinking about going overseas, sorry, um, I don't have COVID or anything, just got a dry throat. Uh, I'll trust you. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, if I, if I, if, if there's a high school basketball player who are even thinking about going overseas, you need to have an overall game. Like, thank God I played. I did the uh, center, power forward, small forward during high school, right? But you need an overall game to play. It's not like you're watching on the NBA. You need to have a post game. You need to have a like. I would suggest kids right now, and I tell kids all this all the time, to get an inside outside game, which is. Uh, like post move, three point shot, uh, draw, like you know what I'm saying. Like you go outside, inside, uh, like uh, out, know, what's it? outside, inside, inside, outside. Like you got to have an overall game, dribbling big time. And it's not just it's not just the basketball; it's the environment you're going into. So, like uh, for example, when I went to Germany, uh, I had no idea. Like I sort of had an idea, but. In that, in in the town I was in, there was a lot of racism, <laughs> like a lot of racism. Like I'll give you an example. I one day I woke up, and I and I woke up and I went out, and it was Hitler's birthday, and they went and dressed up as Hitler and walked around and celebrated this guy's birthday. And I had no idea about this at all. So uh, it was a wake up call for me when uh, when this stuff happened. And you're just sitting here like you're a foreigner and you can't really do too much uh, about this stuff. It's it's also when players are going to the country, do more research about the country. I wish I did more research about the country I did, but I was just like, I want to go, right? Yeah. So do more research about it. But I, I would strongly suggest kids uh, going uh, high school to overseas an option first. If you want to take your basketball career seriously, I, I'm not saying that going to college is not taking it serious, but you're going to have a longer time getting to the road of playing pro going that road if you want to. I would try to get kids to go overseas uh, for the first option. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, I really like that take, you know, developing the overall game and uh, doing some research on the place you're going to because I can imagine, you know, as a Canadian kid waking up oh, at 17 and seeing a celebration like that, like, that must have been a little bit horrifying. <laughs> well, it's even, yeah, oh, yeah, it was horrifying. It's just like, and then they're like, oh, yeah, let's go and celebrate. I'm like, no, man, I ain't celebrating this stuff, man. I'm staying inside today. I'm like, I'm good. But it's not just that, too. It's just like I went to McDonald's, and I'm just looking. I'm like, I just want a happy – you get beer? You can get beer in McDonald's. 
And I'm sitting here at 17. I'm like, oh, wow. So I was just like, okay, we're good. I'm like, we're fine. But it's just like stuff like that, right? Like you don't, you got to discipline yourself. Because I could have turned into an alcoholic in Germany, man, with, the, with that 17 and with all everything, right? Like even the bar scenes, man. And the women, when you're international, when you go over there and you're Canadian, the women, it just happens, man. Women will just come, especially your basketball players, the women. Keep yourself out of trouble. <laughs> just be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I feel like playing professionally at any, like, in any juncture, there's going to be a lot of, you know, temptation and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of distractions that are going to take you away from your game. But I like that. Just keep yourself out of trouble. Make sure that, you know, you're keeping your focus where, where you need to have it to you yeah. know, be successful in the opportunity. Well, yeah, that's what you're there for. You're overseas to play basketball. There's no need, but at that age of 17, if you're, if, if, if there's kids that are actually thinking about doing this, make sure you go over, like, I was disciplined. I did, I did, I wasn't a big drinker. I wasn't a big partier and stuff, but like after games, you go to parties. After this, you go to parties, right? So you have to go for team events, right? And you can get sucked into that pretty quick. I've seen guys that on my team that have gone just, they were good. And then like halfway through the season, they're done. And they just went partying. Like they were just party so much. So you can get caught into that a lot and to a lot of drugs too. Like I've seen a lot of basketball players get caught into that too. Like when you're going over and, and it's different country too. So if you're getting, if you get caught doing this stuff, it's not like in Canada where you're going like to, you're going to go there for a while, dude. And these, these, like I have not, I, I'm clean. I have a criminal record. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but I have seen what, what I've seen in overseas with some of the police and they're not, they're not as friendly as they are here. Trust me. Yeah, I mean that's like it is another it is another thing to make sure you're considering when you're when you're going to a, when you're going overseas to make sure that you're keeping yourself on track and keeping yourself out of trouble. It's, yeah, like your surroundings. Like, please do your research. I did not. I was just like, I'll give you an example. So I came off the plane. There's not much I remember about uh, like Germany a lot, but I'll remember getting off the plane and the first thing I'll see is an officer with an AK-47. So I'm terrified. I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I got a little bit of poop in my pants here. I'm just like, what is going on here? I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I just, I'm 17. I'm like, this guy is dressed in an army thing and he's got an AK-47 over his shoulder. I'm just like, oh, oh man. <laughs> and then I see my, my guys are like, hey, we're over here. I'm just like, I'm not ready to go turn around, man. I'm not, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. A little bit, a uh, little bit, it, things got real pretty quickly, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you will get cold feet. Like before this happened, so it, like I know how uh, today's uh, generation sort of is. Like it's sort of like, hey man, I did this. This is great. But then when you get there, it's like, oh man. Like do not get if you're gonna set your goals for it, set them, do them. But when you do them, don't second guess yourself when it actually it's gonna happen, right? Just think of what you were put all that work in, and when that time comes. Put all that hard work into that opportunity, and I guarantee you, you'll go anywhere in basketball. Hands yeah, down. yeah, I like that. I mean, I think it really, it really does come, it really does come down to the work ethic and the discipline. But it's like I think what's really interesting here is it's you're bringing it to a whole new level, right? It's one thing to just be disciplined within the game, but to be off in another country at such a young age and have these distractions and have these other elements that you're sort of worrying about and dealing with. Like that's a lot to handle for a kid that age. Yeah. Especially going like, and I traveled in three different like major countries, like Canada is a big thing for basketball, like Europe big. And I went to the Mecca 
in 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 the in the span of a year. And I did everything that I saw. I think I did it too quick. I did everything in one year that normally takes a lot of basketball players a lifetime to do. It takes a lot of people to go high school, college, pro, and some basketball players don't get that opportunity. And I got to do it in one year in three different countries. So. For me, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with what I've done with basketball. So it's sort of now I want to, like, I see a lot of talent out there and it sort of gets to me when they say, oh, I want to just go to college. Well, you put that work ethic in, you could go overseas, right? Like, it's, the game is going to change here a little bit more, I think, in the next five years. The NBA rule is going to change with the one and done. I think kids are going to start getting paid to go to college, and I think they're starting to do that now. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to take away from your story, like going through, you know, going pro, going from pro to college and like just, you know, I think there was a lot of really powerful stuff there. Like just, first of all, the opportunities that, you know, you didn't just sit and wait for opportunities to fall into your lap. You wanted opportunities and you put yourself out there and you went and go grab them. And I think that's something that a lot of kids right now uh, you know, maybe don't have as much or aren't doing as much is just saying, mm-hmm. I want to go here. So how do I get there? And actually setting themselves up for those opportunities. Can you talk a little bit about like, you know, if there is a kid right now that maybe wants to go overseas or whether it's overseas or college or whatever else, like if you're a kid right now playing a sport that's looking to move to the next level and opportunities aren't falling into your lap, what's the first step in your mind or what's the next step these kids can take to put themselves out there and start, start grabbing those opportunities the way you did? Well, with the way social media is today, one, I would try to find what my weaknesses are and I would fix those first on the basketball court. I wouldn't even be worrying about doing everything else at like all the strength. I'd be working on the weaknesses. Um, I would be today, I would be hitting the gym. Like if you can hit the gym, you got a strong work ethic on the court, you can basically do whatever you want. But if with the way social media is today, you can basically create your own page, get some videos out there, tag some coaches, tag some schools, get some recruits, get some agents out there. Like with social media, didn't I didn't have social media back then. I literally did like the old school, uh, I don't even know what that, I don't even know how do you call those things now, like the 1980, like the, the, the big screen, and then you got the keyboard. I don't even know what they're called anymore, but I did it with the email. Yeah. Social media, you like social media too, that, that would work out uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been, it's never been easier to connect with anybody you want to connect with, right? So like these, I think that is such a viable option. Like if you want opportunity, you know, instead of waiting for someone to notice you go out there and make sure that you're getting noticed. Yeah. If those like workout videos, like you'll see me on my Instagram, like afterwards uh, I can post my Instagram and Twitter. Like I'm doing a 30 day program right now. And literally I, it, my Instagram is like jump. Like I don't do much of the Instagram. I'm getting back more into it with just with the way things have been going with basketball. Uh, so now I've been more on the social media. So I'll have kids that come up to me and DM me and ask me, hey, I want to put on weight, blah, blah, blah. How can you help? I'll sit there, write them a program, boom, done. But if you can go on there with – I'll give you an example. If a high school kid wants to go and play at a college or whatever and he's not getting any looks or he's not getting a lot of playing time, make some videos, send them out, tag some colleges, tag some recruits, uh, go to camps if you can go to exposure camps, but 
I think it's going to change now with the coronavirus. I think this coronavirus is going to change the way I think basketball is for a bit. Just, uh, I guess the way I can stay with, with the way the coronavirus is right now, I would email coaches and I would just start sending uh, workouts to, to recruit. Yeah. Um, I like that, man. I think it's something that, again, it's, you know, it's grabbing the bull by the horns a little bit, like the way you did it back in the day, but now technology has made it so much easier for people to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I, I like I, when I'm sitting here and talking, I'm sure like, uh, I get these questions asked. It's like, I haven't like, it's not like I've, I've done this, like it was planned out. Right. So I'm just trying to save my experiences and with the way it is today with the way the game is, and the way the coronavirus is like, I don't think basketball organizations are going to be able to open up like they used to because um, like, let's get an example Canada basketball, basketball BC, uh, unless there's a vaccine, how are they going to get these kids back in the gym? Yeah, exactly. But if you're able to show them what you're doing right now, then I mean, right away, you can sort of show, hey, I've got the work ethic that you're looking for, too. Yeah. Uh, something else you were yeah. saying. Uh, something else we were saying like is for kids today is, you know, I'd be hitting the gym and obviously as a strength and conditioning coach myself, I couldn't agree more. Uh, is there, you know, what was it that sort of added to your game when you started hitting the gym? Like what's like, why was that one of the main things that you were talking to, like telling the players to start doing? You know what? I haven't, this is crazy. Uh, in high school I was skinny. Like I was just like, if there's a, if you could have put me in a forest, I'd probably blend in with the trees for real. Like I was skinny, dude, like extremely skinny. I just started doing uh, weightlifting and basketball both for the past two years here. Right. So I haven't really gotten on the court to see on what's going to happen, but I can tell you from like my workouts, I'm at 39. I'm dunking gorilla dunks. Like I'm ripping rims off right now. I'm not lying. Like I'm literally like, it is something totally different. So if you're a basketball player, I strongly suggest that you uh, that you hit the gym, but do it correctly. Like do your research before you do it. Like what body part you're gonna do, what muscles you're gonna do, your weight, how much weight you want to put on. Like make a plan. Or or like I said with social media today, DM somebody, get them to do it. Right. Like yeah. I'm more than happy to. Uh, I, I take my time if there's people out there that are, when they listen to this, if they want help, man. Uh, I'll leave my Instagram. You guys DM me. I get back to you within 24 hours. I'm fairly good with it now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense to me. And I mean, I can only imagine if you had been lifting weights through that whole time, what kind of what kind of monster you would have been at 17 when you were heading over to Germany. Well, I think a lot of things would have changed. If I was doing the weightlifting I would have done now, I think I would have not went to Germany. I might have just tested the waters and I would have and I would have been stubborn, very stubborn dude. Uh, I would have went to the I would have tried to go to the NBA. So I, I would not have cared. Like international, I, I, I guess if I had a choice today to even go back and do it, I would still try to go international because I learned so much more. The NBA is sort of like, um, it's like now three-point shooting and, and pick and rolls and isolation and four out, one in, five out, stuff like that. Over in Europe, they got the whole thing. You got to post up, do everything. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they're going to play a whole different style, so you're going to learn a lot more to add to your game too. And uh, one yeah. thing I wanted to I wanted to hit on a little bit more as well, as you said, uh, as far as the workouts go, you know, making sure that you're making a proper plan because, you know, I've seen countless countless people out there that they just sort of feel like, hey, I can do that myself. And 
maybe you can yeah. do that yourself and do okay, but making sure that you've got somebody in place or something in place that's really targeted towards the performance goals you're, uh, you're trying to achieve is massive. And then I wanted to talk about that as far as practice goes as well. Like when you're, you know, you were saying you would have the ball with you everywhere and you were kind of always playing, always practicing. One thing that I find happens a lot with athletes is they like to be around their sport, but they tar they they they'll practice, but they don't really have a target with the practices. Like they go out, you know, if it's basketball, they're just sort of dribbling and taking some shots. Football, you know, just sort of throwing the ball around, practicing like throwing the ball around without much of a target. Yeah. Uh, when you were playing, did you tend like did you you know just sort of have the ball in your hands as much as you could, or were there really like targets towards like I need to improve this element of my game or that element of my game. I would honestly just, it would just be like, I would just go hop on the court, take a ball and I would just start shooting. And as a basketball player, I think as anyone goes and plays basketball, they know where if you're shooting a three pointer and you're like, Oh man, I'm not shooting it good from here. You'll work on it. Right. You'll sit yeah. there and you'll hit that shot. Right. So you'll sort of get that feel. I never really had like a workout program when I was like, I literally would just grab the ball. I would go play and then I would use, but I would also, uh, watch old school like Pistol Pete uh, Marovich was one of my favorite players. I watch all his DVDs. I would take pieces from NBA players like Magic Johnson's uh, fast breaking, Michael Jordan's jump shot. I would take like little pieces from their games, whatever I watched, and I would try to put it into my my shooting, like into my workout. And that's another thing too, right? Like study your craft. Go and watch YouTube. Watch like Michael Jordan's games. Like today, with the way things are. You can watch Michael Jordan play a full game on there. You couldn't do that back in the day. You'd have to get VHS, which is crazy. I feel like I'm like, uh, I'm turning 40 here and it's weird. It's just like telling all these stories. I never thought I'd be saying this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's crazy what kind of changes the world's been through in that time, eh? It's big time, man, but it's good though. I like it. Yeah. This is well, I mean, I really like, I really like what you were saying there just about the studying that you would do too. Cause I think like that's, uh, that's almost a lost art, right? People think, you know, practice the game and practice the game and practice the game, but yep. this is going to give you just a whole new element of things to practice because you've only got so much of it in your head. But if you're watching what the pros are doing, it's not necessarily trying to fully replicate and turn yourself into the next Michael Jordan or the next Pistol Pete, but being able to take pieces from all of their games and figure out how they can apply into your game as well. Yeah, like when you're – that's the one thing, too. Like when you're a basketball player, it's, you're the basketball player. It's you. It's your game. Like a lot of these – I've seen a lot of things now. Like when kids go and play high school for a coach, that coach will mold that player into the player he wants that player like, – like I guess how do I say it? The coach wants to um, – so like a high school player goes to a new school or goes to plays grade A basketball, the coach will be like, hey, listen, I want you to work more on your jump shot. You're going to be a jump shooter. Well, this player could be like, he's in all five, he can play all five spots. But that coach will just put him at a jump shooter, right? I want to see more uh, kids to play more, like, more positions. Yeah. And I think, like, the big key there is, like, even if your coach sort of has an eye for, you know, you're going to be our three-point shooter or whatever else it mm -hmm. might be on the, on the court – for the kid to sit back and think, well, I want to make sure that I'm still diversifying my skill. Cause if the high school coach has me kind of pegged to be this kind of player and that kind of player, well, I still want to move on to university. So when I, or I want to play overseas. So when I'm showing these guys what I can do, I don't want to just be pegged as 
I can shoot three pointers and that's it. I want to be able to show them, Hey, I've got an entire game that I can play too. Yeah. That's what I see a lot too. Like what you, exactly what you just said was <laughs> like, I don't really need to repeat it. Right. So it's just, I just wish that when kids are like pick, pick things that are going to help your game. And like when I started doing, I didn't want to be like, uh, I don't want to have a jump shot like Michael Jordan, but you know how you would watch, uh, like for instance, I'll give an example just watch Portland versus um, the Grizzlies. I want to go get a basketball. I want to go shoot like Damian Lillard from the NBA logo. That's like, like I just watched the game. Like, for example, you'll watch a game, Magic Johnson versus Michael Jordan. After you watch that, you want to go out and go do some moves like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, right? So that's what I was doing when I was younger. I would just watch games. And, and, that was a, and that's how I started to learn uh, the game of basketball was literally watching basketball. Yeah, watching basketball and then going out and trying to trying to do yeah. the stuff that you were seeing on TV. I love it. And then you can like say, for instance, you go and in, I'll go into games and I'll be like, okay, so I'm gonna play point guard tonight. Uh, I want to start working on my fast break, like I was watching Magic Johnson play against the Nuggets uh, a couple nights ago on YouTube, right? Like I'll start putting it into the games, and if it doesn't work, okay, well then try something different, right? But try to keep it fresh. Try to keep your game fresh. You start just keeping a stale game. You will, you will not go far uh, playing basketball. And, and I like to say in today's basketball, you have to shoot. <laughs> yeah. You have to be able to shoot. That's the number one thing, right? And if you can't shoot, you can't play in today's basketball. It's just a, it's a jump shooting lead. Like a three-point, yeah. a lot of three-points. Yeah, and I mean, I think just what you were saying about keeping the game fresh, I think is really important too. Always adding more skills to the arsenal, making sure that you're never sort of – kind of tailing off and saying, okay, this is my role and this is what I do. Like you want to have, you know, where you can really bring the most impact, but you want to be able to add more as the years go on to make sure that you're always bringing something new and something better to the table than you were in the game before or the practice before. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, like if you go out, like I'll do my workouts, I'll do basketball workouts every day. I'll go outside and just play. And every day I'll be like, for instance, today I was like, I'm going to drop a hundred points and see if I can do it in 30 minutes. Right. I'll challenge myself. Next day, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll do like baseline to baseline and I'll add something in, right? Like start keeping it fresh because when you're on the court, it's like you do that crossover, that right crossover once, you'll come down and do it again. You try to do it the third time, boom, they'll know, right? So try to keep it fresh, start switching stuff up and you'll be fine. Yeah, and the more you can kind of, you know, get on the court and just play, just try different things, try different moves, see if you can, you know, make certain moves work, then the more natural they come when you're actually in the gameplay too. Even even with the way uh, the coronavirus has affected basketball big time, I think, with the way it's going, you can go, like I haven't been around anyone since February. So I literally just go and find, bas- I'll go find a basketball court and I'll go shoot by myself. There's always, just grab a ball, there's always a court, like there's always a hidden court, just find it. And just go and play. Just take off that uh, – just go and enjoy the game. That's basically what I'm – there's not much more to do. Like, there's no uh, formula to it. If you love playing the game of basketball, just go outside and play or go find a court and play and, uh, and take it from there. There's no – if I didn't like uh, playing basketball, I wouldn't have played for basketball or any of this stuff. I love playing basketball. Like, yeah. it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a job for me. Yeah, man, absolutely. I can see the passion and I can see the passion radiating from you. I love it. I think that's like, 
that's something that, you know, the business side of sports is definitely a real thing. When you get to the pro level, there is business involved, but it's something that I feel like can often be overlooked is just that overall joy and love of the game again that, you know, kids have when they grow up and maybe start to lose it as it gets more competitive and more serious. Yeah, like you have to have passion, even at my age of 39, like even coming across like with what I've done, uh, that's why when I do my basketball and stuff, I, I have a hashtag, it's called the reality of basketball. Well, that's what I'm teaching you is the reality. Like sometimes I'll come across, um, I don't want to say negative, uh, I would say more like I've, I've gone through these, I've gone through everything that any basketball player has gone through. So like, when I try to motivate people, basketball players, I'm, I'm trying to explain to them, like, I'll give you an example. There's, I've had kids that come up to me and say, hey, listen, I want to play pro basketball. Uh, can you put me through a workout? I'll go put them through a workout, and then they'll say they're not ready for they're not ready to play pro basketball, but it's sort of, how do I say? It's just that, I guess I got lost with the topic here, with what I was saying with it, but I'm just, uh, I guess, what I'm trying to say is your passion, it, it can lead, it's good, but sometimes uh, the passion, it can be bad. Like at the same time, just because you can, you can like with what I've done, I've done it with the reality. Like I'm trying to say this, I'm trying to say this in, in a nice way, just with, um, how do I say, with what I've done, it's not like you can go to, it's not taught in a basketball camp is what I'm trying to say. It's not like uh, you can go and, uh, what I did, you just don't teach it, and the, and the things I've learned are, are not being taught in basketball camps and stuff, in like organizations. So, if kids want to go high school to pro, ah, man, I, I really, I guess, well, I think I have an idea what you were sort of saying there is just like, yeah. you know, you're going to learn the skills, you're going to learn the game from camps but there are elements of what's involved in playing the game for a career and loving the game the way you have through your through your life and through your career that you're maybe not going to learn at these camps as well but that you might still run into within your career yeah that's like that's sort of like i'm trying to keep it uh okay i'm just trying to keep yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to say but i'm just trying to keep it more like when i'm trying to tell kids and basketball players like i'll tell them the reality of it like i'm not what i'm trying to say is i'm not trying to sugarcoat it right yeah and sometimes my passion will get me in trouble right like if i go and tell a kid i see a kid and, and they say hey listen i want to go to college and then uh and then i'll be like no dude you should go pro and, and it's sort of like i get angry and i want to try to motivate this basketball player to Get that option to play pro rather than wasting his time going to college. I see a lot of that now in Canadian basketball. I think I think at least a good 60% of these kids, uh, from what I've seen this year, could take that opportunity. And just think on how internationally the basketball would be if kids started turning pro like they do in international. How the how the Olympics would be for Canada. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely uh, there's definitely some potential for you know if there is more more players playing pro from Canada, then they that could really sort of start to open up what uh, what Canada basketball could do. Yeah, man. Yeah, like that's really like, I I wanted to just come on this podcast and uh, sort of this is my first podcast doing this in a while. So as you can see, I'm a bit uh, I went on a little bit of a ramble there, sort of went on a little bit of a thing, but. Uh, hopefully I can I can come on here again another time uh, when I'm not so I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely, 
Absolutely. I'm sure we could do that down the road again, for sure. But I think like the big thing I really like just from this whole, from this whole talk we've had is just really making sure you're not set in the opportunity that someone else is presenting for you. You're trying to figure out the path that makes the most sense. Cause for some that might be high school to college to pro for mm -hmm. others that might be high school and then go overseas, play pro for a couple of years, because if the NBA is still there, that opportunity is still there or college basketball back in the States or in Canada, that opportunity is still there after going overseas yeah. for a couple of years it can be a pretty incredible experience to, so to just sort of get the awareness out there that, you know, there is more than one path. There is more than one way to do it. Yeah. With all this, what I was trying to say today, basically you just basically put it into one thing, which is great. Cause after some of this, like, that's why I say with the passion, like I can, when I'm asked some of these questions, it's sort of like, there wasn't really a formula for me to do this. I literally just picked up a basketball and that's how my journey started. When I had the opportunities to do stuff, I, I, I took them. And yeah. uh, as I started getting up uh, up the ladder in school and stuff, uh, I just decided probably in grade 11 after, I think I decided I wanted to turn pro. It was after when I played at GM Place and I did so good there. I was just like, why do I have to go back and play grade 12? So I really wanted to start playing pro basketball in grade 11. So I'm hoping that kids uh, that are listening to this or basketball players uh, that they get there's there's more than just one option now like you were saying there's you can go you can turn pro out of high school go overseas or you can go get that full ride scholarship and play college basketball but it's not that you just have one one uh, option now like back when i was playing basketball yeah exactly and i mean i think one of the one of the really big takeaways too is you know using the technology that we have access to now as uh to your advantage like if the opportunities maybe aren't falling in your lap and you are looking to go play, uh, to go play overseas or to play college or whatever it might be, you know, putting out those videos and tagging coaches, sending out direct messages. Like there's, there's so many things you can do to maybe make those opportunities start to happen for yourself instead of just waiting for someone else to make them happen for you. Yeah, that's exactly like with the way with what you just said, I could not the way social media is today, you can just basically just do a two minute video tag 20 or I don't know how many people you can do on there and you'll get looks, you get likes, everything, right? So it's just and also I'd like to say to anyone that basketball players, kids, anything, it's what you put on your social media too. Like I see a lot of kids that add me and follow me. I will not add you and follow you when you're throwing gang signs and, and fingering people and doing stupid stuff, right? Like what you put on your social media is part of you, right? So what you're what you're putting on there, that's you. So if you're going on there and, and putting middle fingers up and you're doing all this stupid stuff on here and stuff, coaches will not uh, even think about doing anything like that. So keep your head clean when you're putting stuff on social media. That's another, I've, I've, like there's kids all the time, I, I get all the time and they're like, hey man, can you help me out? And I'll take a look at their thing, and I see them on a car fingering like uh, women and stuff. I'm just like, what? And this kid's like 16 years old. Like, I'll give you, I got so many of them. There's, it's just like, keep your head clean on the on the social media because they will not even look at you if you're. Being yeah, well, I mean, I think that's. I think I'm really glad you said that because I think that's a massively important point too, and something that uh, I know I want to really be digging into in this podcast is uh, beyond just your ability in sport. You know, there are important things that are going to help you either make you or break you when you reach those higher levels. And one of those, especially now in the world that, you know, you can, you have such 
consistent access to everybody that, uh, you know, who you are online, who you are out of the sport, who you are just as a person is going to play a massive role in what you're able to do moving forward in the sport as well. I think we've all done it. We've all had our moments where we've gone on Facebook and had that day where we just went on rants, but that's, like we've all done it. I think I've done it. I don't know if you've done it, but I know I've been on Facebook and I've been like, duh, duh, duh. like this was way back in the day. But now it's you think, think before you put on there, man, because I've, like I said, there's guys on there that are putting some crazy stuff on there and they, and they're athletes. And I'm just like, how are you expecting to get recruited by a coach when you're putting crazy stuff on your social media? Exactly. It's, you know, it's just being smart. It's making sure that you're keeping your thoughts like, Hey, if I want to play somewhere at the next level, what kind of, not just what kind of athlete is that team going to want, but what kind of person is that team going to want? Yeah. Like an individual, like if you're going on there and putting like gang signs and fingering people, I don't think uh, college is going to pick you up and put you on the basketball roster. So keep yourself, just keep it the, like, if you, like I keep mine for my uh, Instagram and my basketball, I, I just keep the basketball, just go and just put basketball in there. It's just yeah. for your basketball workouts and everything. Keep it clean. Don't everything else is you don't need to worry about that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's a really important point too. Well, Darren, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I think that's a really good spot to wrap up. But uh just before we do, one last one last question for you. I think we've touched on it a little bit, but uh if you could take one thing from your experience, uh from your experience in basketball to uh, one lesson maybe that a kid can take from your experience in basketball and apply it to help themselves in their own career, what would it be? I would say work ethic. You work for it, man. I, if you if you work for it, just pick up a basketball. Any sport you love, anything that you love, you work at it. You, uh, sorry, you work at it, and you will, uh, you will succeed at what you're doing. Uh, that's that's like if I if I didn't have work ethic, I would not be doing what I did. Love it, man. I really appreciate the time. I really appreciate the, I really appreciate your passion that you show for this sport, man. It's uh, sports need people like that. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for telling your story. And uh, I really hope we can let some people know that, Hey, there is, you know, there are more options and more paths out there and uh, we can start to grow, grow the game and grow the game of basketball in Canada too. Well, thank you very much for having me and I appreciate it. And I'd like to uh, hop on here another time. Absolutely, man. Have a, have a wonderful day. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.